Hi and welcome to episode 110 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host Matthew Roberts. We are going to uh, take another break from our Come Follow Me studies uh, after uh, yesterday we looked at a talk. Today we're going to continue with the Book of Mormon study challenge, uh, which we've been dipping into here and there. Uh, and that uh, is on day six we're up to uh, in terms of this uh, particular material. Uh, and on, on day six is a very interesting question. Um, the section we're looking at is Moroni chapter 8, verses 1 to 17. And the question is, do infants need to be baptised? Now, obviously, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will know the answer to this. But I guess uh, this is a question that may be directed to those that aren't familiar with the uh, practices of the Church. Uh, but also, it's quite useful for us to review why uh, we don't believe that we uh, need to baptise infants. I guess there's the answer already, that the answer is no, we do not need to baptise infants. But to find the answer, let's have a look in the scriptures. Um, now, Moro well, actually in this case, it's a Mormon who's writ written to um, his son Moroni. Uh, and he's talking about, very early on, about there's something that grieves him exceedingly. And, he gr and he's grieving, there's disputations about this thing. And he's learnt about how they are baptising little children. And then straight away, straight at the start of this letter, he tells his son to get the people to stop. But this is not what the Lord would have them do. He says in verse 8, Listen to the words of Christ your Redeemer, your Lord and your God. Behold, I came into the world not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The whole need no position, but they that are sick. Wherefore, little children are whole, for they are not capable of committing sin. Wherefore, the curse of Adam is taken from them in me that it have no power over them, and the law of circumcision is done away in me. Now, before we continue, I should state, it's obviously the Saviour speaking, which, which these are the words he said to Mormon, which he then passes to his son Moroni. If you're wondering why it sounds like it should be the Saviour saying those words, that's why. Now, it's very clear for us here why this is important, that those people, before they are accountable, um, should not be, well, cannot be accountable for anything they do. They, they cannot sin. Uh, and as such, the Saviour has taken upon their sufferings and what are they to go through? Through him, the curse of Adam is lifted. In other words, they will, re they will receive celestial glory. And, uh, you know, this obviously applies to those that are before the age of eight, but it also applies to those uh, people who are not accountable, who you know, cannot make those decisions for themselves in their lives. One example is my brother, uh, who is uh, very autistic, and, you know, he struggles to, to kind of, um, he's uh, 28 now, but he, he would struggle to live independently uh, at this moment in time. Uh, he can do things, but, you know, he's he is, you know, not accountable for the actions that he does. Uh, and so, you know, he is one of those people. Um, there's a quote by um, by a brother, by a brother um, in the April 1994 General Conference um, in a talk called The Special Status of Children. So there, that's in April 1994. And if I just get that up, it's uh, Elder Merlin R. Libert. And uh, he said this uh, about this really important principle. Quote, because they cannot sin, they have no need of repentance, neither baptism. Adam's original transgression has no claim as a result of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Mormon declared the practice of baptizing little children to be a solemn mockery before God, for repentance and baptism apply to those who are accountable and capable of committing sin. 
because all children who die before the age of accountability are pure, innocent, and wholly uh, sin-free, they are saved in the celestial kingdom of heaven. Understanding the special status of little children before God because of their pure and innocent nature brings understanding to the Lord's commandment to repent and become as a little child and be baptized in his name. Close quote. So, yeah, very clearly that the invitation to be childlike relates to this principle that children are perfect. Before they are accountable, they cannot sin, and so their qualities that they have are, are what Christ would have us have. Obviously not the childish qualities, but the childlike. And he goes on to talk about um, Mosiah 3.19, where it talks about being submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, and all of those things. But obviously it, ma it makes sense as well, because... A person before the age of eight cannot make those choices for themselves. If they then, you know, unfortunately pass away before they have the opportunity to, to decide to be baptised and, and follow the Saviour, then why would they, you know, be left in purgatory or whatever it is forever? Why would they not, you know, have the opportunity to have received the blessings through the Saviour's atonement? Is the Saviour not powerful enough? Is his atonement not strong or wide-reaching enough to bless those children who have no choice? Uh, you know, before they had the opportunity to choose to follow him, uh, you know, to me it makes complete sense, and that's why you know this this is probably going to be a fairly short episode because the scriptures are clear on that, the the quotes are clear on that, and for me it, it's a very clear thing. But it's something that we need to remember every now and then in case we are asked the question of you know, oh, why does your church not christen little kids or that kind of thing? So anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed the study session today. If there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love to hear from you at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email me at uh, session at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.